This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Pivotal Conversations podcast for 2020. Um, I want to start today's episode on a bit of a different note. And I want to start by just saying my condolences to all of those affected by the bushfires at the moment. Um, it is truly just an absolute tragedy what is going on right now. And, um, you know, my heart and my prayers really go out to uh, everyone who, to the firefighters that are fighting to the people that have been affected, to those that have family affected, to just really everyone in Australia that uh, is experiencing what we're experiencing right now. I think, you know, if there is ever a time for Australians to band together and just just do whatever you can, if that's donating, if that's helping out, whatever you have at your power and whatever you're willing to do right now is the time to do it. And, uh, you know, again, it's just such a tragedy and, I think it's really a time where, as Australia, we we really need to come together in this moment, um, and we really need to make sure that we do everything we can to support one another. That we do everything we can to to just I don't even know what it is exactly that we can all do, but it's you know again it's it's donating, it's caring, it's it's just sending love and 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 doing whatever we can for one another, for those affected, um, for the people that are putting their lives on the line every single day to tame these things um, and you know just do whatever you can and that's something that i want everybody listening to this to just think about whatever it is that you can do and and do your best um we're currently working on something with some other leaders and educators in the industry a product that we're going to launch where 100 percent of the funds uh, will go to those affected and go to the charities that are actually helping out um and that can uh you know the where the donations can be uh you know used on uh, whatever it is that they will be used on, we're going to choose some different charities. But So keep an eye out for that. There's going to be a really, really cool product we're putting together um, and we're going to release that. And as I said, all funds will go towards uh, those affected in the bushfires. 2020 has officially kicked off um, and this means that spots for the PT Mastery Program are now open again for 2020. Uh, you know, Last year we, we restructured the model um, to a model where we not only uh, helped people grow their business, but we made them better coaches at the same time. So combining, uh, you know, education around the science, around business and around mindset um, to allow people to um, continuously grow and personally develop themselves, but also create a foundation that sets them up for success long term is something that we're super, super passionate about. It's something that um, I've been super, super passionate about for a very very long time now um and especially with last year with the growth of the program and especially some of the results we were getting um not just from a business standpoint but just seeing people grow this year we're going to be making it more like literally going to the next level um so i'm going to be announcing some of the changes that we're making on here i'm also going to be announcing some of the things that um we're introducing to the program we've got some really really amazing things where we're trying to make this bigger than just any individual and just you know not take this away from just being all about money and create something that's really really special from a culture standpoint um and for you know uh, giving back to the world so that's something to keep an eye out for um and if you are someone who's struggling with business if you are someone who 
or you just want to go to the next level, um, we we are offering a free business mastery call. Um, and the reason I say this is not because I'm trying to sell it. We actually offer this all the time. It's not something we do in the new year. Um, but just letting you guys know that if if you want to have a chat, even if you just want to shoot us a message, um, make sure you reach out um, because you are not alone. And we do understand how tough it can be to run a, a successful business, um, especially um, you know in the health and, and fitness industry, uh, where it's you know usually not our our uh, a part of our craft. Um, so make sure you reach out if you're feeling alone, if you're feeling like you don't know what this year is going to entail for you, or you want to maybe just go to that next level and, and really create a plan, just reach out. Um, and we'd be happy to help. Um, but some really cool things that we're actually going to be doing with the podcast this year. Uh, so every month now we're going to be giving away a free business development day, uh, to three listeners. So, um, basically every month we're going to be doing a full day of business development with three listeners um, and we'll release more details on this uh, in the coming weeks. So just keep an ear out for that. We'll let you know how you can be, put yourself in the running to win that. Um, and it's going to be something that's really, really cool where we put together a plan for the next 12 months. We look at your branding. Uh, we look at your, the way you market your business. We look at the way your service is structured. Um, and we just we kind of really break it all down and then give you a trajectory uh, for the next 12 months. Um, and that's something we're going to be giving away every single month. It's going to be in person. Um, so whether, wherever you're from, from around Australia, um, we're going to be working that out and giving you the opportunity and then working through all of that with you. And that's just something we're wanting to do to, um, first of all, to get some support on the podcast, but um, second of all, to give back and to give to you guys and give you guys an opportunity. It's something that um, we know can be seriously, seriously hard and um, any help that we can give is help that you know someone in the industry and, and our industry gets to grow together. Uh, so that's going to be really, 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 really cool um, and that's something that we're looking forward to doing but there's a there's a heap we're getting, we're doing. I'm not going to kind of waste all your time right now but I just thought I'd, I'd go into that. Um, we also have Systems in Synergy coming up on January 25th and 26th. This is on Australia Day weekend so this is Jordan Shallow uh, and Mr. Luke Tuck. Uh, presenting on the bleeding edge principles of uh, performance. So, Jordo is going to be talking about uh, you know his realm, which is applied biomechanics, and a kind of deeper look at programming and, and you know how deep you can actually go. And then Luke's going to be covering uh, nutrition and, and more important, or I guess more specifically, cognition and the role it plays in performance. Really, really cool seminar. Um, I'm looking forward to going to it again because you know there's some of that stuff goes goes over my head, especially um, when they really start getting into the nooks and crannies. So I'm really looking forward to listening to these guys again. And um, if you go to the links in our bio at Elite Vitality Mastery, you'll be able to purchase a ticket for that. Um, so we've got some really really cool stuff happening this year. Um, but I'm not going to take up your time any longer. We're going to get stuck into this episode now. And on today's episode, we have Jason Malia. So for those of you guys who don't know Jason, um, Jason's someone who I've wanted to get on the podcast for a while. He's someone that I've actually been really, really lucky to have connected with over the last four months, um, but we're based out of the same gym, uh, which is Crew Fitness and Performance um, in the west of Melbourne. Um, but the reason that I wanted to get Jason on is because Jason's currently on a journey to the Olympics. Uh, he's just won his fifth Australian title in uh, amateur boxing, and he is literally grasping on to what his 
uh, his lifelong dream is, and that's to fight for Australia within the Olympic Games. Um, so we kind of break down some of the principles that he's learned from boxing, some of the uh, some of the lessons that he's learned uh, along a journey. Um, and I think the really unique thing about this as well is that uh, Jason is not just kind of on this massive journey to the Olympics at the moment, um, but he's also just recently opened up a gym, uh, which is just heading into its fourth month, uh, sorry, fifth month being open. Uh, so we kind of dive deep into how Jason's uh, juggled both of these absolutely monstrous tasks um, and the discipline that it's taken. And so, and we kind of look into the, the, the deeper philosophies that um, Jason he gives us a really, really cool insight into some of the discipline um, that goes into obviously building a gym and creating a gym and some of the effort, but also some of the discipline that comes with, um, you know, trying to be become an Olympic athlete as well. So I th really think there's some really, really great uh, bits of content in here. And I think there's some really, really great lessons. And one of the things that I found myself kind of, I almost was kicking myself a little bit is sometimes we can get caught up feeling really, really sorry for ourselves, especially in the lonely journey that can be business. Um, and I think it also just, it, you know, it, it kind of talks to exactly why having big goals is so important. You know, we're just on this journey at the moment into 2020, uh, where a lot of us are going to be setting big goals. We're going to be doing all of, you know, the, the things that everybody does at the start of the year, but, um, goal setting is so important, but the other side of it is as well as mindset. And that's something that I'm, I'm massive on and something that has become my passion over the last couple of years. So we, we, you get a good insight into the the mindset of an Olympic athlete uh, or an Olympic athlete to be or, or a champion. Um, and you also get an insight into, you know, the, 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 the mindset of someone who's had to open um, and create a gym um, and, you know, still kind of bust his ass within his business at the exact same time. And, uh, the principles that go into that and, you know, an insight into that is really, really cool. Um, so without further ado, um, I'm sorry for holding you up. I'm sorry for putting all that on the table. Um, it is 2020. We wanted to kind of get a lot of this information out there um, right now um, to uh, give it a fresh start. So I really hope you enjoy the episode. If it is something that you do enjoy, um, give it a share, share it with your friends. Um, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Tell us, like, give us an insight into what you're currently doing, right? So obviously um, for the listeners at home, you're on a, on a pretty um, a pretty special journey right now and a pretty pretty important one for yourself. Um, and give the guys an insight into what exactly that journey is. So I'm currently training for the Olympic Games in Japan in Tokyo. Um, I've just been through the first qualification event in Melbourne, so two weeks ago. I had three fights and for three wins, which granted me access past Australia. So no other Australian boxer in my weight division would be able to qualify but me. So now I move on from the 6th of January, I take my second preparation phase to the next qualifiers in China. So for the 6th to 11th, I'm in Canberra training at the AIS, the Australian Institute of Sport. From the 11th to the 26th, I'm off into India for a multi-nation training camp. Uh, this will be where all, like our, our next set of phases of sparring and all that kind of stuff will come into play due to moving into China, which is from the 26th to the 15th of February. And now I need to place top six in the Asian and Oceania qualifiers to, to grant me a, a spot on the uh, the Tokyo team. Cool. So and what, what kind of... Um so who else who else will you be going up against what countries and these kind of things so it's asia and oceana so you've got obviously 
all the Oceania teams, which is like New Zealand, Tahiti, Samoa and all them kind of teams. And they've chucked the Oceanias in with the Asian squad. So then you've got like some of the best countries in the world. You've got like Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, um, all the, like the, some of the highest uh, ranked medalists in the world are from the Asian team. So it's going to be a very difficult uh, journey. But once you place top six, that sort of solidifies my spot on the, uh, the Olympic boxing team. Amazing, man. Well, it's going to be, uh, I think the, the, the beautiful thing about this journey so far as well, and, and I mean, I'm very lucky that I've, I've got to see the tail end of it, but, um, you know, this is something that you've been doing your whole life. Yeah. You know, you've been doing this for how long now? 12 years now. 12 years? 12 years. Five Australian titles. Yeah. So it's, yeah, and I think this is the, the thing that it's, it's almost like for me, when you look at some, like an AFL journey, right like people train their whole life to get drafted and and you know like seeing you and and to be fair man i've only really just seen the last probably three or four months man but i remember i was sitting down downstairs and for those of you guys who are listening we're at crew gym um and and this i've been lucky enough to be based here since for the last kind of three or four months but we were sitting i was sitting down there and i was just watching you train man and i was watching you do your thing and you can kind of see the the, you can see the journey in someone you can see how much it means to to um to you so i think the the beautiful thing about it is or the almost the 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 crazy thing about it is that you've recently opened a gym at the exact same time right so and it's 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 obviously been something that um and that's also been something that's meant a hell of a lot to you so what's it been like kind of opening a gym and then obviously going on one of the probably one of the most important journeys in your life to date yeah 2019 has been a very very crazy year um I don't know, I started the year quite strong. I come off an Australian title win in late December last year. Um, and then myself and Damon, uh, he was my business partner, obviously back. And then we moved into, you know, the opening phase of the gym, which we got the keys uh, early May. So then I had the preparation phase for the December titles. I went to Russia this year also. So I competed in Russia at the World Championships all while this was going on. So once we got the gym open in late August, September, and I pretty much went away for three weeks to Russia. And I'm so lucky that I've got Damon like to have my back to, you know, to be able to let me do these things and live through my boxing career. Otherwise, to be do both at the same time, be very, very difficult. So I'm in a very, very good position, you know, where I can sort of lean on him at the same time. And he's the most supportive person I've had to help me, you know, get this journey going. But like 2019 has been crazy, man, to have both of these things in my life at the same time like I've been training 12 years for the Olympics it's the absolute pinnacle for me um in in any sort of sport it's ever like ever since I was a young kid it's all I've ever dreamed about and for 2019 come around and have obviously the gym as well it's just been an incredible year you know it's been tough at times I've had you know you've had things like like life throws little tests that you're here and there but at the end of the day like what we're doing and what we're trying to you get to the goal is just so much bigger than anything life could ever throw at me i guess yeah i think like for me the the, the thing i admire the most about it is the discipline like um it's not well i mean it is a team sport but you know at the end of the day it's it's you have to motivate yourself and i think that's one of the i mean i, I know for me in business that's one of the things that i I almost pride myself on but i also know that it's 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 me and it's like it has to be me yeah, yeah. um and and i think it's a beautiful thing because um or, or it's like such an empowering thing because at the end of the day right when that when the day comes you know that there's like you go through this this journey and the work that gets put in and it you know you've done the work exactly man yeah. and that's 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 there's something to that like there's something to be said about that and um 
like the the discipline that goes into um you know running a sole trading business but also you know with exactly what you're doing um there it's there's a there's a bit of a difference right but it's the same principles and i think the thing i admire the most is that discipline is the fact that you know you're running a business kind of getting up at what 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 time 4 a.m 4 a.m most mornings man uh, how many times do you have to train a day? Like two to three times a day. Two to three times a day. So that's like obviously running and strength and conditioning, yeah. boxing in the afternoon, trying to juggle both. Yeah. And then so you know, and then you've also been running a business, and well, not even just running a business, building a business. Um, you know, and 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 a gym that means so much to you. So the discipline that goes into that is absolutely crazy. Um, and and I mean, as I said, I've been lucky enough to kind of to see this, and and for me, that's why I was you know when you won the other week. Um, and, and obviously one step closer now, I wanted to get you on the podcast nice and fresh because I want you to tell us a little bit about the struggles that happened from, you know, diving head first into yeah. two of these absolute monstrous fucking yeah. tasks. So at the end of the week, obviously, you know, with my boxing schedule alone, I'm quite, quite tired and fatigued. And then obviously you're adding in, you know, trying to grow your business. Um, it goes down to the relationship I have with Damon as well. Like that's a massive key to obviously the success of like to trying to build both. Um, but like dedication is such a, it is one of the staples in obviously my lifestyle I have to do with, you know, if I want to get to where I want to be and have the business to where it needs to be, that's just one of the most like important things in my life. Like there's days where I can't be bothered training. There's days where I don't want to train. The body's sore, the mind's fatigued. Like this, I couldn't think of anything worse, but some days I just think to myself, like, I know the end goal is where I want to be. And like going to the Tokyo Olympics is much more for me, having one tired day is like just push through it. Like when you need to stick to your program and you need to get through your sessions, it's just so important to push through it and know that like you, the end goal is just so much worth it. What are the conversations that you have with yourself? Like what are some of the like like in the toughest times, the conversations and philosophies that you stick by to make sure that – because again, man, like fuck, like it's – like running a business is hard enough. Like yeah. but you're training for the Olympic Games yeah. and like – fuck like for me that's like it's just ridiculous to think about like and i know that one of the reasons my training has not like i mean i was at a high level back back when i was training really really hard but i know that one of the reasons it didn't was because i didn't have these two i didn't have a priority there anymore because it was business but to have these kind of two massive massive uh, obstacles as as the goal at the same time like it must be tough man it's got to be yeah. fucking hard and i think Give us an insight into some of the conversations that you have with yourself or or some of the philosophies that fucking pull you through. So there's some days where I just, I just you know, the body's too tired. At the end of the week, it usually gets about Thursday, Friday for me and I'm sort of like, I'm really struggling to get out of bed in the morning. It's like your body's saying like, don't get out of bed, just stay in here and just relax. But it's like, you know, on my, my print screen, on my, wall, my wallpaper on my phone, I have the Olympic Games. It's like, man, just get the fuck out and do it. Like, just get out and do it. And I know the, f- the feeling for me, once your session's f- finished or once you've finished the training session you're doing, that's what I'm chasing. I'm chasing them feelings, you know. Like, you, you, the sessions after, the feelings once you're done, it's incredible. You've ticked, that, you've ticked the box for that day. Like, you, you know, you're one step closer. So it's like, you know, if you can't be bothered in that moment, just get up. Like, get out of bed. Go wash your face. Go have a shower. Go have a coffee. Whatever it may be, get up and do it. You know, like there's so many times where I've said to myself, like, oh, man, I really can't be bothered doing this. Like, it's going to be a struggle today. I haven't had enough sleep. It's like, man, these are fucking excuses. You know what I mean? Like, you can use these for excuses, but, like, if I, can, if I look back in six months from today and keep using these excuses, I won't be where I am mm. and I won't be on the Olympic team. 
You know what I mean? So it's just you have to like push through and just think to yourself like this. What I'm chasing is much greater than being tired for this day, being sore for this tired. I, I was listening to a neuroscientist today on another podcast, um, on Ben Pakulski's podcast, um, and he was talking about the dopamine response. And most people think that the dopamine response actually happens after you, something occurs. So like if I eat the chocolate bar, then I get the dopamine response. But he was actually talking about the dopamine circuit and how it actually happens um, prior. Because when we, when we get a hit of dopamine, what we're doing is we're externally thinking about something. So um, I'm usually thinking about the chocolate bar, getting the dopamine hit, and then the circuit kind of continues on. Um, but what, And then he started to talk about David Goggins, and he talked about how you know somehow David Goggins has kind of managed to take um, this dopamine circuit and actually get the because like dopamine is our pleasure receptor as our the pleasure molecule so what it does is that you know we get that feel good feeling and and you know he was talking about david goggins has managed to um kind of trick that circuit or kind of get that circuit to actually be the reward to be the pain right to be the grind through it um and instead of the reward at the end so once i get it then i feel good but to actually make the the getting up and doing it the actual the the dopamine hit um and it kind of sounds like that's what you were talking about right it's like understanding that you know some mornings you don't i think like for me man it's like it's the it's that it's that little trick that we can all use. It's like when we don't feel like doing something, being in it and doing it is what makes you feel good. Like the start of a fucking run sucks while yeah. you're in it. You're like, ah, this come is, on. I just got up. I had to do it. Yeah, but it's almost like rubbing your hands together, man. Yeah. Like when you're in it, like uh, I don't know about you, man, but like for me, it's like giving up is not an issue. It's yeah. not an option, right? Yeah. So as long as I start, I'm fucking winning, Yeah. right? Like it's like if I start, nobody's stopping me. Right? And and that's my that was always my mentality is like I've I know I don't think I've ever quit something in my life, right? Like when I tried really hard with football, I was fucking trying really hard with football. When I tried really hard in the gym, I was fucking going ham tong in the yeah. gym, bro. Like making sure that I was training hard, making sure my diet. Like I weighed every meal for a year, yeah. right? And it was the same thing when I transferred over to business. It was like okay. It's, it, it was just really the same thing, man. I like put my push myself to breaking point and just never quit. So I and that was something that's like, I, you know, I, to be fair, like I only listened to that neuroscientist today, but I knew that if I was going to start, as long as I started, that's exactly right. I would not fucking quit, yeah. right? So and I think that's kind of like you you're saying, right? Is that like especially, man? Like, fuck, waking up at four a.m. Like I've I've fucking been I've been there, and and it's like. Doing that while you have to train three times a day, while you're running a gym, and it's not like like the the gym that you guys run is not just like a. It's energetic, bro. It's yeah, not it's like energetic. a fucking swipe in, swipe out. Nah, like man. you guys are in the trenches, like yeah. fucking smile on the face, making people laugh. Like this gym is built yeah. on culture, yeah, absolutely. Right? And it's like it's not like you can just rock up and mope your feet around all day. Like you have to be on, yeah, exactly. Right, so. Um, like the the discipline that goes into that is absolutely phenomenal, and talk like what are the philosophies of boxing right like if you were to put boxing into kind of into maybe three or four words what what would they be to you to me hard work is one of the biggest representations for me like with like you could be the greatest boxer but if you don't push hard and you don't work hard like same and same again like discipline as well these two things these two are like my major staples like man you could be a great boxer but if you don't have the discipline or the like to go to the trenches when the hard work needs to get done and dig dig deep to find that extra gear you know you're not gonna you're not gonna make it it at the level that i'm competing at so they're like the two big staples for me and another one is like man consistency being in the gym you know, if I'm, if I'm not having these things around me, like for me, boxing's a lifestyle. It has been for the last 12 years. 
I've lived and breathed everything about boxing. The everything I do on the weekend, like if I have minimal hours sleep on the weekend, it's like you need, you know that you're training on Monday. So everything about these like reoccurs for me. Like I've never been able to switch off from boxing. I always constantly have that in the back of my mind. They're like my three staples. And I know that they're one of my strong staples, all three of them, like they represent me and boxing and whatever I do, same things like you were speaking before about football. Like I'm all in. I've had all eggs in this, my basket for years and I would plan to keep it that way for like many long time. So it's been great. Like these last three, them three things are probably like the pillars for me. Um, and just to keep building, like to be consistent and just keep working through, you know, like I have a lot of things like, you know, in my peripherals where I'm sort of like, I need, the, I've got the, the vision but I have a lot of things on the outside that sort of want to try and drag me, you know, the opposite way or test me a little bit. But it's like keep the same, keep the same goal, remain, remain focused. You know, these are the, they're, they're like the four things that push me and keep me in every sort of direction in terms of moving forward with my boxing. Yeah, hundred percent. I think the thing that I also see as well is that the relationships that you have around you allow you to do what you want to do yeah, and the huge. support that you have. Like yeah. how much of a role does that play in, in everything that oh, you do? Massive, massive. Like the, the people around me are the biggest support, support factors. Like if I don't have the right people around me that are sort of pushing me in the right direction, it'd be very, very hard. Like I'm very, very strong minded, but to have strong minded people around me as well for the same goal and the same vision, like it's incredible. You know, like goes back to my partner at home, Tilly, like goes back to the best mate of the gym, goes back to my mates outside of the gym. Everybody knows that these are like, for me, it's the one goal. And obviously everyone's known that the Olympics for me have like the pinnacle of sport. So coming into like the last few weeks, like even before my fight, man, like I get like messages randomly from the boys, like just, you know, stay focused, keep pushing hard, bro. I hope you had a great week. Like them little one percenters to me are like, man, keep pushing. You're so close. You're so close. I think as as well, like as much as this is like, I know for me in business, like when, when, when business became bigger than me as an individual, when I realized the impact that what I do and or the impact that the things that I do have on the people around me, like my, my excuses didn't matter anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like it's, it's no longer just my journey. And, and I mean, you're the one at the forefront, you're the leader of the pack, you're the one who's fighting, but it's like, you know, when you see that the effort that other people go to make sure that you can, can yeah. actually do that, I think like all of a sudden it's, it just becomes a little bit bigger than you as an, yeah. as a little bit bigger than you as an individual. Yeah. And, and there's something to be said about that, like the power and, and even just culture, man, like the culture at this gym, the culture that you guys provide, like the brotherhood that you and Damon have, the, the, the way that you guys actually just the energy that you guys provide, yeah. like even that will just be playing an absolutely yeah. pivotal role in That's what you huge. do. huge. Like for me and Damon, like Damon's always been one of my biggest support factors. So like even little things, man, like he sees when I'm tired, he sees when I'm fatigued, like he, he knows me to a T. So it's like if I'm coming into the gym and like we've finished work and he's like, come on, let's train together. And I'm like, nah, I'm too tired. He's like, bro. He's like, do you want to go to the Olympics or not? And just puts it on me. And it's like, man, like, man, that's, that's like putting a lot of pressure on me. Man. Meanwhile, like, this motherfucker just wants to do a session because yeah, he's too lazy. Exactly. And I'm like, you know what? Like once you hear that, it's just like flick the switch. Same goes to saying like when I'm tired in bed, it's like, man, just get, get up and do it. Get, get up, get off the seat. Go like, go wash your face. Go do your thing. Bang, let's train, bro. Like, let's get it done. And it's like tick the box. You're one step closer. You're closer than you were just an hour ago. Mm. You know, like that's the way my mind thinks. It's about being that little step closer after every training session. Everything I do like moves me in the direction of being in the Olympics and then I'm progressing. What does it mean to you to be an Olympic athlete? Mate, that's, for me, it's everything. 
it's everything. It's like I've, I've obsessed. I was obsessed over, over, like as a kid. Like I remember when I was younger, watching the 2012 London Olympics, and it was like for me, I just sat there in awe. Like I remember waking up at like 3, 4 a.m. just like watching the boxing. I'm like, man, I wish that was me. And then four years later, uh, t- trying for Rio, I had a bad decision in the trials and it's sort of like, it was the biggest kick in the face ever. And I've made a promise to myself that four years later, I would never be in that same position. And so like to get through the last qualifiers meant more than anything to me. You know, it was like, it, it, it was a lot of weight off my shoulders to get past Australia, but it's like the hard work only begins now. Like mm-hmm. I busted my balls every single day for that. But then now it's like you had a little bit of a break. It's like, bro, the hard work starts now, mm. you know. So to be an Olympic athlete is like everything and more for me. You know, my support people around me, my mom, my dad, like they know that like the epitome of boxing is that for me. Like absolutely everything I've put into it is for this. I think that kind of says a lot about the mindset of, of a true champion. Like it's never being settled. Like the fact that you can flick the switch straight after winning – you know, and, and got like winning an Australian title and then wanting to go beyond that. Like, um, again, it's, and it just, it kind of proves why the result doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. Like, you know, if, if like, it's like, imagine that you just got given an Olympic spot, like it was handpicked, oh, right? Man. Like it was like, just fucking the out journey, of it. The journey it's like, is so important. You I get think. the te- your top 20 in Australia and then it's like, fuck, we're just going to pick the fucker out of a hat. Yeah. Right. And it's like, you know, cause again, there's no blood, sweat and tears in that. There's no like being in it. And I think for me, the, look, the, the reason that I want really wanted to get you on is because there's so many lessons that I believe I've learned from sport and that I, that I carry over into business. And, I like, like that growth mindset is that, well, you know, it doesn't like, I don't give a fuck what you've achieved, right? Like it's like, it doesn't yeah, mean yeah, anything, yeah. right? Like it's like nobody cares about what you've achieved. Yeah, so exactly. all that matters is that whenever you get to that next level, guess what? It's almost like having the saying, you always be the dumbest person in the room, right? Like, yeah, you're the best in Australia, but it's like, you know, your eyes aren't, I'm you, still a small you don't fish. care. I'm still a small yeah, fish. Man, like you're, yeah. you're like, okay, well, now I'm now I'm the small fish, right? Yeah. Now it's my turn. And th- I think that's like back against the wall stuff. Like, you know, you hear The Rock talk about it, right? And, and he talks about always got my back up against the wall, that growth mindset, that killer mindset. It's yeah. like the next step is always what I've got my eyes on. Like, because it's not about even that result. It's about the person I've become along the way. Yeah. And it's like... Is there, a, is there a mixture of nerves as well as excitement? Yeah, like for me, when I think about fighting, it, it's it's nervous, nerve-wracking because it's like the Olympic Games are so big, you know, like they are the biggest sporting accolade in the world. So it's like it's nerve-wracking, you know, like I was bef- before the fight, you know, two weeks ago, like fighting around Australia, there's a lot of pressure, you know, there's because I've been fighting in Australia for 12 years. Like a lot of people know me and my style and they know how I fight. Mm. So a lot of people come up with game plans to try and beat you. So then you have to sort of go back to the drawing board and say, okay, people think I fight like this. How do I need to fight now to get past this victory? So Australia was always a tough one. Like, so to winning the Australian title and progressing through to the Asian games is like really, really great for me. Now I can go overseas and now I'm with the big fish. Like I've beat the, I beat the, you know, the small fish in Australia, but now it's like, man, like you're in the big pond now. Like you've got some big fights coming up and it's like, this is where it's like, I have to stay for the next few weeks are like critical for me you know, to grow and sort of like expand and fight over there. Like you find the best in the world. You know, every time I go into the ring, you're putting everything on the line. It's like, it's your manhood, bro. Like you're going up a guy that wants to kill you. For the Olympic spot, there's a lot on the line. Mm. And that's more, that was my mentality, like meeting to fight. It was like, kill or be killed. Man, if you're, if you're going to get walked over in a fight, man, my Olympic dream was gone if I lost in Melbourne the other week. 
So it was like, man, I'm letting no motherfucker stop me. I've busted my balls for this for 12, 12 years. No one's getting in the way of me. And that was my mentality. It was like, I'm busting to anyone that tries to stop me. So it's like, when I go overseas now, it's like, no one knows me. Like I'm, you know, I've had a few, uh, a few fights overseas and fought some big names, but now it's like, I'm going over there with like, I've got nothing to lose, bro. But I've got everything to gain. But like, man, the shackles, the way, the shackles are off. That, that's it, exactly. So you got to go there with that kill or be killed mentality as well. Because if you don't, they'll just walk over you. And I think that you know, probably the more exciting thing for you as well is that, because um, it is you, you when you enter, you are entering the big the the big pond now. But it's like you also are entering this pond where it's 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 there's more water. Yeah, right? exactly, it's yeah. freedom. Yeah. You know, like to be able to go in there and fight, and the shackles are off. But yeah. also. You know, like you, you're probably right, man. Like when you're fighting others in Australia, you kind of do a bit more work on their style and you look at all of this. Whereas, you know, when you're over there, man, it's like fucking just back yourself. Just hammer and tong, bro. Yeah. Just go in there. You got like, you got in there. You got to, you got a couple punch, but you give, got to give three more. You know, you've got nothing to lose in the ring, and that's why, like, for me, you know, the third round. People always say third round is my strongest round, where like when I'm over there, I'm, like my first, second, and third needs to be the strongest ever. Because I'm, I'm, as soon as that first bell rings, I'm putting it on him. Like I'm, I'm going straight on him. I'm going to be dropping some bombs on him. So it's just about like planning, preparation, and making sure that in that fight, I've left nothing unturned. I need to make sure that once I go in there, I'm giving it my absolute 110% more than ever. So I think, like, what about resiliency, right? Like, what has boxing taught you about life that you can maybe, you, you know, that you hold with you forever from now on, it's right? The, it's the same staples that I was speaking about before, you know, like when things get tough, like keep pushing, you know, like that's one thing that's, that's like massive with me. Like if something goes wrong in life, it's like what's boxing taught you to do? Fight. Take a punch. Fight. You know what I mean? Fight or flight. It's like, man, it's the same thing in life. It's like if you need to, if the times get tough, what do you do? You keep pushing through. And that, that for me, like boxing is like transferred that into my life. And it's like when things get tough, it's about progressing. You know, like how do you progress? If there's a, if there's a wall in front of you, how do I get around it? You know, with whatever, whatever it may be, like, you know, life throws, you know, curveballs at you. Mm. How do I catch these curveballs? How do I get around them? It's about pushing through. And that was one thing that boxing transferred to me to make sure that, like, yeah, just whatever it does, though, yes, like, come back stronger. Have an answer. 100%. So, and, and I think the thing, like, the the thing that I like, or I guess I want you to talk about is obviously what the, the time in the ring as well. And, and the, I guess, you know, what, what goes through your head when you're in the ring? Because I've never fought, right? I've never been in the ring. And, and you know, uh, also how do you understand your own style? How do you understand the flow of the fight? And how does it actually occur to you, um, you know, in the moment of what's going through your head? Yeah, so there's a lot of things that go through your head when you're in there. Like you've got a man that's literally trying to take your manhood away from you. He's trying to hurt you. He's trying to hurt you. So there's a lot of things in there that like, you know, with myself and my trainer, Carl Bryan, we've worked on these things for the last like 10 years. So it's like when you stick to a staple of who you are and like what structures you as a boxer, it's like you need to know, you need to have those staples. So it might be something like, you know, long lead hands, long rear hands, you know, come around their, their, um, their guard or something like that. But everyone's different. Like everyone brings a different ball game like when you're fighting. So it's about being able to mould. And I think that's one of the biggest uh, positive attributes about myself like being able to mold to uh, different people you know like i had three fights the other day and it was like every single fighter that i fought was different in every aspect you know like i fought two right hands and i fought a left hander so it's like you've got a guy coming at you that throws punches from the different angle you know so it's about being able to mold and i think like having the ability to do so and read opponent opponents and making sure that when they do come at you strong like have an answer 
but it's gonna be a different answer to the guy that you fought before. Or it's, it's gonna be a different answer to the split second punch that he threw the same way as just earlier. So it's like, you just need to have answers. You need to be able, you need to be very moldable. Mm. You know, like I've got my staple style. Like people know me, like I sit on my back leg, I like long punches, I'm only a short guy. And it's like, I can still box long. So like, that's a positive attribute about me. But something is like, if they're gonna come on strong, I need to adjust to their style to make sure that I do have a dominant effect and do make sure that I come out on top. Mm. I think like adaptability is massive in life in general, right? Like I think, um, thinking that like, cause it, without adaptability, it's like, you, we know that things are going to arise, like shit's going to go down, exactly. problems are going to occur. And I think, you know, I was, I was thinking about this before I, before we kind of, you know, just during the week, I was like thinking about it. And I mean, I try not to plan too much cause I like these conversations to flow, but I was like, you know, man, like like boxing seems like one of those things that there's so many life lessons to be learned. Oh man. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like crazy. just even what you were just saying then, man, like my head straight away just took things to like just adaptability in business, man. Like the amount of times that you kind of – and you would have seen, right, like running a gym. And, and again, we can tie that knot, man. It's like how many fucking curveballs you've been thrown here? Oh, bro. <laughs> crazy, man. Like as soon as the things that – people said it to us as well. Like when we're open, they're like, man, last going to throw curveballs here. And then me and Damon look back and I'm like, no, nah, no way. Like we've got this covered, bro. We've got this <laughs> yeah. covered. Got to like three weeks in and I'm like, man, life is throwing us some serious <laughs> fucking curveballs. Yeah. Um, but it's just, yeah, like it's just having that – the ability to adapt and make sure that, you know, things go in your way in the last moment. Yeah, I mean, like adaptability is so important and it's like kind of that resiliency thing as well, man. It's like, you know, you're in the ring, man. Like uh, there's a quote, um, the man in the arena and basically what it talks about is vulnerability. Like, you know, it's, and it's, you know, you you can kind of probably attest to this, but it's like, you know, the, the, uh, it, it, it talks about how the man in the arena deserves the accolades. Right, like in the people outside, you know, who know neither uh, success or failure because they're not in the arena. They're just throwing stones. Yeah, exactly. But it's also about the vulnerability of putting yourself in a situation, right, to stand up for what you truly believe in and what you truly want. And you know, the the it it does go both ways, right? Like, and and when I say that, is means I mean like you know, it's bi-directional, and it's definitely something that happens across the board whether you're starting a business whether you're fucking trying to make the olympics whether you're um you know it it could can happen in a relationship but the adaptability that comes from putting yourself in the vulnerable position which is the ring which is the arena that's that's where the you know that's that's who we should respect that's where that's where everyone should aim to be because the arena represents progression you know the ring represents progression every time you stand you get into that ring there's a chance you could lose and there's a chance you could win yeah right but there's also but you you know either way you're going to grow right and i think you know you talked about before like your your greatest problem your greatest lesson was your loss yeah was your biggest loss right the big the biggest amount of pain that you went through was your biggest lesson yeah, and exactly. i think that there's something to be said about being in the arena being yeah. in the ring right because that's where vulnerability is and you know um success isn't just winning right success is learning yeah exactly right like yeah. and it's like you know again it's like this resilience is not um, there's no such thing as failure is what gives you the courage to step in the arena and for you the arena is the ring and and you know like i, I was kind of thinking about this as a philosophy and going far out man like boxing seems like one of those things like taking a punch 
under you know winning losing like you're in the arena there's you know and, and that's why i think you can you can obviously take a lot out of sport yeah athletics whatever it is because you know there is a chance you can lose but there's also a, a massive learning curve to be to be yeah. to be had i remember one of the best things i remember when i was younger i used to live in canberra so at the australian Institute of sport i remember one of the best things i ever heard was i can't remember quote for quote but it went something like in the war you need to win the battles and i was like what did what did that really mean in like a boxing sense and like in a boxing sense the war was the three by three minute rounds so every sort of attack that you threw were your little battles and i was like you need to win the little battles to win the war you know what I mean? So it was like if you like the little every time you threw a punch, that was like your little battle. Little battle. So you'd move around, you'd, you'd be moving around in, in around. You'd probably have ten to fifteen battles, and it's like you need to win the little battles because you're not going to win the war. Mm. And it was the same thing that transfers for life. Like for me, it was like yeah, the little curveballs that get thrown at you. It's the same mindset. Like little curveballs that get thrown at you. The little battle battles. Business, little battles, life, little battles, relationships. Little battles. Yeah. But what's the war? The war is the long term sort of thing that you're looking at on the structure of the, on the long term. Like so, you're looking at like you know how happiness success and all that kind of stuff it's like you need to win the little battles of the lifetime here to get the success 4 a.m wake up yeah the, yeah exactly yeah. like the little the, all the little hard triumphs and stuff like that um these are all the sort of stuff that sort of like test people test people and all that kind of stuff but it's like the war is the most important thing so long term so for me it's it's the fight for life it's long term it's for not for life for me as well it's, it's like getting to the olympics but it's like these little battles like so like in, on a long on a larger scale you'd call the like the fights last two weeks was like i won the little battles mm. so it's like i'm one step closer to getting to the way you know the the end destination for me and i remember that just stuck with me so long man i was like couldn't get out of my head i was like well, that's incredible because on so many levels it's not just boxing but it was life it's critical thinking man like it's like you know one of the biggest skills I think that we teach in business um, is critical thinking. Like we, we kind of tell people like you have to be critical because when you're critical, you pay attention to the little things because it's the little things that matter, yeah. right? Because when you don't pay attention to the little things, right, you the, the big thing doesn't occur, right? It's like reverse engineering the goal. It's like, okay, I need to do this, this and this and this and this is where that's what will get me this end yeah. goal, right? But you don't focus on the end goal because when like it's like, you know, the, the end goal is – this overarching theme but at the end of the day the little battles every single day Correct, when yeah. you add them up that's what's going to do it right yeah. and that's like the mindset of an athlete right it's like you know there's a lot of guys that have been listening to this that have probably competed in some way shape or form and anyone who's competed knows that when you step up to that finish line or when you get in the ring right you know what if you've put in the work yeah, right? exactly. you know if yeah. you fucking if you unravel yeah, you know, right? And and it's this accumulative effect, but it only comes from critical thinking because when you step in the ring, you can't take anything back. No, exactly right. There's, yeah, like it's you don't get a fucking yeah, second yeah, chance, exactly, bro. Like, yeah, you can't get out. No, no way, man. Yeah. Like, we don't have a fucking rewind, but... Yeah, exactly. Like, and I think that's a, a big lesson for a lot of people to learn is that, like, fuck, man, like, you don't get a second chance. Yeah at life yeah man like you're not you know you, you like fuck i know uh, this afterlife stuff like i get it but yeah. it's like that's not your fucking excuse into why you aren't putting in the work like yeah. you have to put in the work yeah exactly and that goes as well with like obviously my training programs are massive like with critical thinking it's huge like sometimes like like even little curveballs as well like you think to yourself like have i done enough like have, have i really pushed myself to you know like most most fighters will understand like the, the week of a fight like you're losing weight you're trying to make weight bro like you get crazy thoughts that go through your head like why am i doing this for like i'm losing weight i'm you know i'm i'm, I'm feel weak at the moment you're vulnerable so you think you have that them critical moments where it's like man have i actually done the work like do i deserve to be here but then it's like you look back over like the last six to eight weeks when for me it's lifestyle it's like man you've done the work mm. you've ticked you've ticked every single box that you need to tick and it's like sometimes you question it 
you know, like you, when you're in that tired state of mind, like you question like, fuck, am I doing the right thing here? And then like you speak to someone like my trainer and I'm like, say like, I've been doing this, this and this. He's like, man, you're above the line. Like you're hitting all targets. So that's for me, it's like, you need to be. Like I have good training sessions, but sometimes they could be better. You know, and it's like, man, am I going to be able to cross the line? But then you think back to like the long-term thing. It's like going back six months, like, man, my base is huge. So the peak's going to be even higher. Like for me, that's what, that's something that I always refer to, like, you know, training and fighting. Like I've, I've built my base. Mm-hmm. My base in boxing is, you know, like obviously it's, it's still growing as an amateur, but it's quite large. I've been doing it for 12 years. So I think to myself, like when I get to these big moments, like I've earned my spot here because the peak's going to be higher. Like the, the base for me is what's like my solid foundation and all the wins and all the hard training sessions are just building the peak as high as possible. Mm. 100%. And it's like, you know, I think the, the key thing that you said there was that accumulative effect, right? It's like the base, right? Like it's like, you know, you, there's going to be times when you question yourself, like that's fucking life. Like yeah. you, you're going to get to the point and it's like, you know, knowing that you are above the line, like when you walk into that ring, I think that's important. Like for me, it's like I do the same thing. It's like, I don't, I don't like fucking read for three hours every morning because I want, I, I think I need fucking Susan to say something about yeah. me on Instagram yeah. or something like that. It's because I know that every single day, especially in business, man, I'm going to be chuck these little battles, right? And it's the steel on the walls, right? It's like, I know, like, even if I'm just doing a podcast, it's like the more I study, the more I read, the more I fucking put myself in the trenches, even though it's a totally different fight, right? It's like, that's the way I look at it. Because it's if still it's still the war at the end of the day. Exactly, man. Exactly. Because then it's like, I know that if I don't win these little battles and these little battles is, it has nothing to do with anybody else. It has to do with me. There's days I get up and I'm like, fucking hell. I don't want to fucking read. Just do it. I don't want to read for three hours. Yeah. Like, I don't want to fucking do this. I don't want to do that. And it's like, but at the end of the day, man, it's the steel on the walls is because I know that I'm not doing it, right? And when I come to a battle, when I come to a point where I have to dig the heels in, right? Like, there's a guy named Jordan Shallow, and I really want you to meet him. But in episode one, we talked about knowing what a fucking, knowing what a 10 is because I've been to 14, yeah. right? Like, there's been times during business um, and I'm not trying to draw a similarity, but like uh, there's been a time in business, man, where fucking sometimes I haven't slept in fucking two days because yeah. i got to get shit done. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't have a fucking choice. There's yeah. people relying on me. There's this, there's that there. Like uh, my goals are fucking way more important yeah. than my excuses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, fuck, man, like fucking the pop, pop the them a daff and just go, brother. Yeah. And then like worry about the consequences <laughs> once the work's done. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I know yeah. you're laughing, yeah. but fuck, that's yeah, my no, mentality. It's true. It's, true, it's though, like, yeah. you know, like, and, and, you know, I'm not, and again, it's not, Cause like, you know, you, you go through down periods, right? Oh, you have course. to have down yeah. periods. Like yeah. you can't be running at a fucking 10 your, the whole time, right? Yeah. It's like that. It's like, and I think this is the importance of like playing chess, not checkers, right? Like knowing when your time is to go and then knowing when you can pull back and, and you know, cause like, fuck man, I could imagine being the, uh, the partner of a fucking of an aspiring athlete, man, is quite hard. Yeah, it's quite yeah. difficult, right? So it's like, you know, and, and those things are important to you as well, being a fucking business partner, right? It's yeah. like, you know, at the end of the day, you, you know, knowing when to pull back and when to go, but yeah. when it's time to go, you fucking go. You've got to go. Right? And it's like, again, because you know that one, there's going to come a time where you have to pull back. And when you pull back, those relationships are fucking important. Yeah, exactly. Right? right. So this is the, this is that discipline thing. This is like, you know, and, and I know that you understand this. The universe doesn't give a fuck about your feelings. No way. Right? Do you think the guy that you're like, 
this is in my head. It's like, do you think the guy that I'm fucking, you know, we're running out to punch each other in the fucking face because going to care about, you know, my hey, fucking ex- yeah, brother? Exactly. Like, you know, you're running a business. No, 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 no. you're running a business. Yeah. I'll fucking well, we've go. We've been taking it easy today. We're gonna yeah, no, no. Oh, yeah. dude, you opened a gym up four months ago. Oh yeah, no, no worries. We'll cruise today. Yeah, we'll cruise. We'll cruise. Yeah. It doesn't fucking work that way, right? No, no way. And it's like, you know, being in business, man. It's like people kind of like it's like. Especially, like, I, I find myself talking to people, especially in, like, mentoring, and, like, it's, like, they, they feel like they need to, to say something to me on, like, why they didn't do something. And I'm, like, you, you're telling the wrong person. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. like it doesn't fucking yeah. affect me. Like, I want you to do well, but it doesn't affect me. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, the internal consequences of this is, is huge, right? Like, Shit's not getting done. Yeah, well, I mean, like, you know, you don't you don't get to fucking externalize something when you lose. Yeah, exactly. Right? right? Like, you're in the ring. Yeah. It's nobody else's fault. Yeah. There's many times, the same as me, like, there'd be days where I rock up to the gym and my trainer knows, like, obviously he knows I've got a lot on my plate with, like, obviously business and boxing as well. And a, a critical thing for me is, like, he'll, he'll see my body language and my attitude, like, when I walk into the gym and he knows the day that I've had. You know, he's like, oh, Jason's back. He's had the day he's had. But it's like, man, these, the, the excuses don't fucking matter to him. You know, I could tell him, I could tell him, oh, man, I've had a, you know, a long day. I've been up since four. Like, I haven't had a chance. I had a nap today. Like, who gives a fuck? There's work that needs to be done. You need, I, I need to get in the ring. He's not going to take it easy. He's like, oh, you've had a long day. We'll just cruise today. Man, every single time that ever happens, and it goes back to the feeling, like the dopamine hit, like being that preceding feeling. Like, once you get started, just do it. Just go. You know, it's like, for me, it's like, it depends on the day that I have. It's like, what kind of a warm-up am I having today? Is it like, is it going to be a very fast, like agility-based warm-up? And it's like, once the warm-up's done, man, it's the work that, that he's got planned for me doesn't change. It's just like how I get into it. Mm. Like I could have had some, I've had some massive days before where I've had like two or three hours sleep before, just like, just due to staying up late or being fatigued and can't sleep and then going into boxing again. And it's like, man, I'm so under-recovered. But like to him, it's like, fuck, work's got to be done. And if I didn't have that key in my life, like, if he'd let me take it easy and let me cruise, I would not be in the position that I am today. Mm. He knows that we get past that. It's like after the session, he says, how do you feel? I'm like, man, it feels so good. It's like the excuse that I have going into the gym, it doesn't fucking matter. So it's like whatever, whatever I do when I walk in, it's like, man, work's got to be done. This is what's got to be done tonight. Like you have to do it regardless. Yeah, and you fall in love with progression. Like it's a definitely a perception thing. Like, you know, I know for me, like sometimes I'll sit there and I'll be in the sh- – mate, I'm a fucking psycho. Like I'll be sitting in the shower, bro, and like I'm not even like fighting no mother- – I'm not even fighting no one, bro. I'm just fucking – I'm like riding a fucking article or something. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck, man. Like <laughs> I'm fucking cooked. Like I haven't slept well. Like, you know, I've been busting my balls. Like – Fuck, man. So dealing like at the moment we're dealing with like fucking fifty-seven businesses a week. But that's why you're so good at what you do, though. And it's yeah. like, yeah, but it's not even that, man. Like some days I'm just sitting in the shower, bro, and I'm like fucking head the wall. Like fucking, I do cold showers every morning, bro, and it fucking some days I'm just like, oh man, I don't want to fucking step <laughs> in there. And then I just start beating my chest, right? And I just start smiling, bro. I'm like, this is fucking the shit you love, bro. Yeah. Like, you know, I know for me, man, like. It's the best, man. Like, I remember I went with Jordan Shallow. We did a leg session, bro, and I was like, fuck me, man. I fucking haven't been training. Like, I'm just like, fuck. I haven't been training that much lately. And then I was like, fuck it. Like, fuck it. I'm just going to go balls to wall. And it's like the same thing, man. Like, the the biggest thing that scares me about going down in there and doing a fucking a, a high-intensity class is the fact that I know I don't have a fucking – uh, like when I go, I go. Yeah. Right. So it's like, but because you fall in love with it, man. Like you know, because you get that feeling, you get that rush, and it's like, 
you know, you, you, you might be like fucking 30, 40 seconds in, you start to struggle and it's like, oh, okay, here we are. Yeah. And start rubbing your hands it's together. I, I, do, I do the same thing with business, man. Like I fucking love it, bro. Yeah. Like I love the feeling of when shit gets hard, right? Like the thing that motivates me the most is like, and it's, it's sim- it might be similar to boxing is like, like, or even the lead up to where what's going on is like, someone's going to take my spot. Yeah. If I don't fucking take this opportunity, yeah. I guarantee you there is someone out yeah. there that is. And for me, it's like I, I would, I would rather be fucking dead at fifty than fucking get to seventy and re- and and have a regret because yeah. I I left a stone unturned yeah. because I decided not to go. Yeah, and it's the same as me. And like, man, there's there's fucking people waiting in line to have the spot that I have at the moment. I could count ten people at the moment in Victoria that just want to be where I am in this position. And I'm so grateful that I have that we have that mentality. It's like when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, that's what it is, man. It's gratitude, right? Like it's not taking advantage of like health. Like I know for me, man, there's people that like, fuck, man. There's probably villages in Bali, man, that have never even thought about having a business. Yeah. And I'm worried because I'm fucking, you know, maybe I had a tough week. Yeah, exactly. It's like fuck, man. Like I've got the greatest opportunity in the world because I get to have a business. I got the greatest opportunity in the world because not only do I get to have a business, but my business helps people. Right. And it's like for me to sit there and worry because maybe I've got to write a fucking few articles or I've got to do a few things. It's like, it's the same, man. There's people fucking walking around with no arms, bro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. And you're lucky enough to get the box and it's gratitude. It's like, I'm not, when I'm in the position I'm in, all I'm thinking about is how fucking grateful I am to be in this position because as long as I'm grateful, I know, I fucking know that I'm hungry, yeah, exactly right? right? Because I don't want to give this up, yeah. right? I'm grateful. And I also understand that there's people in the world that don't even get the shot at what yeah, I've exactly. got. Yeah. So is there a, is there a, this is a kind of a question we ask everyone, but is, is there a conversation that changed everything for you? Um, I think it was one of the promises I made to myself four years ago in terms of, if we're speaking boxing, it was one of the things, you know, after the Olympic trials, it was like in, um, in Gold Coast. I remember saying, it was, I felt like I let, let a lot of people down because it was like a big thing for me to like accomplish this and I didn't get to, to, to reach where I wanted to go. So one of the big things was like people were like, oh, like sugarcoating it a little bit, like saying don't stress, like it's fine, like dude, you're still an amazing boxer. But it's like, man, I don't want to hear that. I wanted yeah. to make the promise to myself that I'd get there. And it's like this year I'm like, I'm so close, bro. Like I'm, I can feel it how close I am. So it's the, it's the promise that I made to myself, you know, many years ago. Like that promise for me, I remember saying in my head, like, fuck, like I don't want to be in this position four years later. Like four years is a long time to wait for something. <laughs> That's fucked, bro. Like, and it's like, it's man, rough, every man. single day the vision hasn't changed. It's the Olympics. Like for me, it's like every single day. It doesn't matter the week I had. It doesn't matter how tired I am. It doesn't like the goal has not changed, bro. The vision is exactly the same. So it's like the conversation that I had in my head, it was like, and if you're going to look back and you're not going to keep that promise to yourself, like, who are you? Like what sort of man are you going to keep? You're going to make a promise and you're not going to keep it? It's like that, it doesn't reflect well on me as a person to myself. So that was the, that was the, the, the change in the headspace for me. It was like every single run, every single training session that I did, you know, everything, every meal that I've ate and it was sort of like in line, in tune with this goal because it was the promise that I made. And that was something that I made in my head. I didn't even say it out loud, but it was like I, I, I promised myself that I'm not going to be in this position four years later. And I've stuck fat to it. And I think like, I mean, and, and that's the thing that I could see, man, like even from the outside looking in like over the years, it's been like, fuck, man, like 
this guy's got de- not determination. I think it like undersells it. Like it's it's a literally a value scene. It's like yeah. I've got a choice on the person I'm going to be. And then you know it was fascinating. I remember one day I was like fucking. I think you probably remember I was sitting on the gym floor on my computer, bro, because I just did not fucking want to do work. And then I was watching you train. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going to do work and yeah. watch this motherfucker train. Yeah. And I was like, you know, like for me, that's like, you know, it, I could see that the values align and I could see that you're definitely someone who holds their values at the highest at the highest thing because, you know. Um, without these, I am nothing. Without, without these values, like without boxing and these values, I am nothing. I, I don't know any different, bro. Like for me, these these have been staples for twelve years, and as long as I can remember from being a teenager, like from being ten to twelve, I started boxing twelve years old. So it's like to be now, it's like man, these are the staples that like when my when you first start thinking as a teenager and you have that thought capacity, it's like these are the staples that have brought me to where I am today. And I without them, it's like man, I don't know my life without boxing. The longest I've had off from boxing is like three three weeks, bro. And it's like, what do I do with myself in this time? You know. So it's about like the, the, these. My attitude towards the sport is like, you know, and who I am as a person is reflected so long over the years. It's all I've ever known. I don't know any different, bro. You know, so I've had to stick fat to him because it's like, what else? Yeah. Thanks for coming on, man. It's a it's a great episode. Um, so for the guys listening at home, where can they find you and and give Crew a bit of a a bit of a plug as well? Uh, my gym, Crew Fitness and Performance. You'll find us on Instagram. Um, and my personal Instagram, which I post all my boxing, is JJ Malia. And that's where you'll find all the lead up into obviously the Olympic Games, where I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm off to China and India in the next few weeks, and you'll see the qualification event. I'll be posting live updates up through there. Awesome. Well, good luck, man. Um, thanks for coming on again. And to those of you who have listened to this episode, it was a little bit different, right? But I think for me, it was definitely one that uh i i was looking forward to because of the i could i could already tell just the the lessons that can be learned from something like boxing but also just you know the discipline that goes into you know it's not like jason's just a boxer you know he's he's had the discipline the courage um to to get to the top right the top of of where he's at right now and and he's only going to want to climb higher and i think that's a big lesson that we can all learn is that you know you first of all always be this always be the smallest fish in the room because it, it will drag you up but second of all your values and how you live your life determines the success and the person that you are and um you know is something that i was looking forward to so thanks for coming on man and thank you for having me bro i appreciate it a lot